teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. In Romans 4.13, you don't have to turn there. Well, go ahead and turn there. Romans 4.13. I'm going to read this real quick. We've been talking about Abraham, and we are the seed of Abraham. So I just want to give you a little bit of a foundation. And again, I explained on Sunday morning that the reason I talk about Abraham so much, Abraham was the father of faith and still is our example today. And in the Bible, over and over in the Old and the New Testament, use him as the father of faith. Because God called Abraham, his name was Abram, which meant father. And then he added onto his name Abraham, which means father of many nations. Because uh, Abraham was someone that was to have seed that affected the lineage or the redemption of Christ. And we are partakers of that today. We are the seed of Abraham. We understand that Jesus was an immaculate seed, right? Uh, But we are the seed that are partaking of the redemption of Christ Jesus. That's why he was the father of our faith in what? In redemption. The father of our faith in Christ. So we're talking a lot about Abraham, and it says in Romans 4.13, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And we know that the law came uh, under Moses because people were sinning. And the law only, it was a tutor, it, it was something to show them their sin, but it wasn't able to deliver them from their sin. Just like law, just like works today, can't deliver us. We can try hard as we want, but it's only through faith in our redemption through Christ Jesus, through the Spirit of God who strengthens us in Romans 8, uh, through the Spirit we mortify or take charge over the deeds of the body. And you may say, yeah, but my body still wants to do it. Well, start changing your confession. Start believing in what the Bible says that I can do all things through who? Christ, who strengthens me. And that's why we follow the faith of Abraham because God called him the father of many nations when he didn't even have a son. And it was accounted for righteousness to Abraham that he believed God. And he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God that he was able to to bear seed. That Sarah, who was uh, uh, Sarai, but Sarah means mother. Before, her name just meant she's a wife. But God changed her name and he called her Sarah. It was Sarai and then called her Sarah, right? Okay. Um, but moving right along, she now is a, a mother. And so we are the seed of Abraham and Sarah, aren't we? So again, it was, a, it was accounted, imputed to them for righteousness. What does righteousness mean? It just means doing things right. It just means following the word of God. All right. Let's go to Romans 4, 16. Just move on down a little bit. And I'm going to read this first part, verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And it goes on down and it talks about how Abraham uh, watched the example of God. In Genesis 1.1, God said, let there be light. 
In Genesis 1-1, God used his faith through words. And light was. And Abraham saw that and, and saw that example, and he began to call himself Abraham. Not just a father, but a father of many, even though he didn't have a son. Well, what does this have to do with the believer's authority? Just hang on. So we've been talking about that, uh, but we are the seed of Abraham before the law even came. But there were types and shadows all the way through the Old Testament, and we've talked about this, about the redemptive act of Christ, which was the promise that Abraham and Moses and other patriarchs and other men of faith uh, that are talked about in Hebrews chapter 11, they saw the promise of redemption, but they weren't partakers of it. But they saw glimpses. And there are redemptive types and shadows all the way through the Old Testament, but they weren't able to partake of it. But what does it mean what we have in Christ and we're able to partake of it? What was Pastor Jay talking about? Now we're able to rule and reign as kings, and I'll add queens. Amen. A holy nation, a holy priesthood. We're able to reign. Well, why are we able to reign? I'll get there. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And let's go to verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. I just want to give you a little more example how Abraham is constantly tied in to redemption and into the new covenant. Verse 8, Hebrews 11, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he could, uh, would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac. Now this is a little bit long, but listen up here. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 11, by faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky and multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. That's us. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Well, I thought you said that they received. There are many things they did receive, but I believe primarily it's talking, well, they did not go into Canaan's land, even, God's, even though God said, this is the land uh, that I've given to you. He needed some men to go in by faith. But primarily, I believe the promise it's talking about is redemption through Christ. So not having received the promises... Uh, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. In other words, they saw the types and shadows. They saw the prophecies. And they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Verse 14, For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country which they had come out of, have you ever been tempted to call to mind the old nature that you were redeemed from? 
Well, let me remind you, look ahead at redemption and what you have in Christ. And we're going to learn more about what we have in Christ. So look ahead, not behind. In verse 15, And truly, if they had called to mind the country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. If you look back, you'll return. If you look forward, you'll go ahead. Verse 16, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared them a city. What are you talking about, a heavenly country? Well, let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians 2, put your finger in there, but before you get there, go to Galatians 3. If you can't hold both places, just go to Galatians 3 first. We're talking about the promises that although they didn't receive yet, they saw through redemptive types and shadows of Christ, the men of faith. If you go in Hebrews chapter 11 and read that, you'll get a better understanding. So we understand that we're going to heaven by faith, uh, but these men saw the promise of redemption through Christ, which we receive in the new covenant. Okay, Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the what? The promise of the Spirit through faith. Well, what does that have to do with it? Through redemption, the Spirit of Christ lives in us. And that's a synonymous term, spirit, life, power. Amen? We receive the Holy Spirit as our comforter and the fruit of the human spirit by the Holy Spirit. And we received all that is in Christ through salvation, which all comes by the power of the Spirit. But again, the Spirit of Christ lives inside of us and we have salvation. We're going to go over that word. I've been hitting that and hitting that and hitting that and hitting that. Romans 8.11 says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, so the Spirit of Christ dwells in us, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. That life is quickening power. Power to heal. Power to make you whole. Life is life. Amen. Uh, you can't make it anything else. And it's quickening our bodies if we use our faith. Now, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 2. It's, uh, this is where it really gets good. As if the word can get better. Ephesians 2, verse 1. Are you there? Did you hold your finger in that place? And you he made alive. And you he made alive. There's that word again. Quickened with the God kind of life or power that cures. We've been talking about that in the healing class. Remember in uh, Proverbs 4, My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are what? Life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That life is the quickening power of the Spirit of Christ who lives inside of us. And if we use our faith, 
just like Abraham used his faith as a result of watching God call those things which be not as though they were. In other words, if you've got a pain in your leg, you say, in Jesus' name, I take hold of my redemption through Christ. I command that pain to go, and I call my leg healed and whole. You don't deny natural realities. You don't deny. You don't say, well, I don't have a pain. No. You're calling those things that be not. What be not? Healing. So call healing into your leg. Now, you can go to the doctor. Just don't give him an expose on every doubt and unbelief that you're thinking in your head. Amen. When you leave there, just Jesus' name. Life's working. And like I said the other day, I go to the chiropractor because he's a spirit-filled Christian. And I'm always talking my faith. I say, hey, doc, you know, uh, adjust that knee. I got some pain going on there. I said, but in Jesus' name, I'm healed at home. And one day he's like, oh, okay. If he can't handle it, shouldn't be spirit-filled, shouldn't be a Christian. Amen. So you he has made alive, in verse 1, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now let's move on down to verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, are you ready for this? Because of his great love with which he loved us. Because he loves us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. That word is all-inclusive. We've been talking about salvation. Uh, all-inclusive, healing, wholeness, soundness of mind, preservation, deliverance from destruction. Redeems me, redeemed also means deliverance from destruction. We've been delivered in every fashion and form. It's multifaceted. We've been delivered from financial poverty. We've been delivered from oppression in the mind. We've been delivered, but we've got to learn. Uh, there are examples in front of us who have used their faith, and now it's pointing right to Christ and redemption, and we use our faith in Christ that we're healed, we're whole, we're full of life. He went to the cross. He took our sickness. He took our disease. He took our poverty. He took our oppression of mind. But you might say, but I, can't I just have somebody lay hands on me? Well, you still have to use faith. Yes, there's part, and we're going to be talking more about the laying out of hands, but tonight I'm talking to you about what you already have in Christ. Amen. And no, you don't have to have anybody lay hands on you, but if you have had hands laid on you, keep thanking God that the anointing is working, the same anointing that went into you, it's working in me. All right? But I'm talking about Christ. The Spirit of Christ who lives in you and He healed you already. Just as if somebody gave you the deed to a house and you just found out recently that you had a deed to that. It was yours all the time. What do you have to do? Just go get it. Just go pick it up. I mean, and, that's, and your faith just gets it. Your faith says it's mine in Jesus' name. So if symptoms come up in your body, you know, don't start crying about it. Sometimes our flesh does that. But come on, take yourself by the nap of the nap and, and, and stop, stop crying. Stop going through an expose. If I go to the doctor, then i got to get surgery. And, I, you know, and then next thing you know in your mind, they're taking you out in a wheelchair. All right? Don't 
uh, don't think the worst. Start speaking what the Word of God says. And it will change. I said it will change if you believe that it will. Because Jesus, I mean, it says in verse 4, because he loved us. God loved us so much that he gave his son on the cross who took our sickness and disease. So we're really emphasizing sickness and disease. But in verse 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Remember, Abraham was looking for that heavenly country. Okay, we're in the heavenly country. Abraham saw it afar off and he knew that there were heavenly places in God that he wasn't able to go to, but he knew someday his seed would be seated. He knew his seed would be seated in those heavenly places that he had been seen all that time. And that's why it talks about his faith. So we were raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ. One person, actually Dad Hagen used to say it this way, God put on a show. Like one lady was going to church and she was all dressed up and somebody came up to her and, you know, they thought she was a little out there, kind of weird, going to a spirit-filled, you know, Bible-believing, Bible-thumping church. She's walking down the street and they're saying, where are you going so dressed up? I'm going to the show. And they said, oh, you're going to the movies? No, I'm going to the show. I'm going to church. I'm going to watch God move in lives tonight. So if you didn't know it, pull up your seat. You're at the matinee. You're at the matinee, heavenly places in Christ. Amen. For by grace you have been saved. There's that word again. You've already been healed and whole and preserved and delivered from destruction. That's what that word means. Through what? You've got to believe it. But you've got to speak it. Like Abraham spoke as a result of his father God speaking. Who's our father? Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before then that we should walk in them. Amen. So Ephesians 2, verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches. Uh, I want to I look at that, but let's go to John 14. Just remember that. We're at the show. We're at the matinee. Heavenly places in Christ. But we're not just watching. We, we are partaking. We, we are getting involved. John 14, verse 19. John 14, verse 19. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. Jesus was talking to his disciples on earth. Because I live, you will live also. At the day you will know that I am, in that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. So we are in Christ through the resurrection of Christ. 
He hadn't resurrected at that time, the death, burial, and resurrection. But verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And what? Manifest myself to him. God wants to manifest himself to people. He doesn't want them to come to church and, and just partake of dead music and dead ideas. But if we will partake of the word of God, which is quickened, the word is full of life. But too many people look at the word and say, oh, yeah, that's full of life, but I can never have that life. Well, the same spirit of Christ, who is the word of God that we're reading, lives inside of us. And we are quickened through him. Manifest means to exhibit to disclose, to appear, to declare, to inform, to, to show, to signify, to declare plainly. God wants to declare himself plainly in front of the world. But too many people are saying that he's the one that's caused tornadoes. He's the one that's caused earthquakes. He's the one that has done destructive things. But God is the one that brought life and life more abundantly. So if you're having destruction in your life, God is not condemning you. He's just saying, through my son, through faith in redemption of my son, those things uh, can be cleared up in your life. Through words of faith. But you've got to believe it. You've got to hear it. You've got to believe it, and then you've got to say it. You've got to hear it. You've got to believe it, and then you've got to say it. Ephesians 1, let's turn there. He wants to, 1 verse 17, he wants to manifest herself. Part of the authority of the believer is uh, uh, having a clarity. People come to church and are they clearly seeing what they have in Christ? Uh, God's given us a way here to clearly see. And he's given us a prayer in Ephesians 1 and you could actually just put your name right in there. And that's what we teach people to do. Just put your name right in there. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to Pastor Debbie the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Let's stop there. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Oh, that He would show us, that He would manifest Himself, that we would have light and understanding of who we are in Christ and seated together in heavenly places. When we have a revelation of who we are in Christ, when we have a revelation that we're seated together with Him, when we have a revelation that if we use our authority in the name of Jesus, things will change. But we pray and we put our name in there and say, and you can pray these over and over. Uh, this isn't praying for healing in your life. This is praying for clarity. Remember, we talked. If it, uh, we were talking about, if, if you didn't get that CD, get it on Sunday morning. God's will, and how it's not scriptural to pray uh, concerning healing. If it be Thy will, Lord, because His will, He gave His Son already that you would receive healing. So you don't have to pray about healing. You just receive it by faith. But you consecrate yourself. That was what Jesus was doing daily. Consecrate yourself. Lord, what is your will today? Show me. Give me clarity. Give me understanding. That's why we pray this. 
we're not going to know the depths of our redemption in Christ without praying the Ephesians prayers, there's the Colossians prayers, without praying and consecrating ourselves and saying, Lord, we need clarity. We're not going to know the depth. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? That's talking about who Christ is in us. In Christ realities. Verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Remember, the spirit, the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who dwells inside of you. We need a revelation of this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Not who doubt and speak doubt and unbelief. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, listen to this, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but in also in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. I know, Pastor Debbie, but I'm under the foot of the devil. No! You were raised in Christ. You were raised in Christ. You were raised in Christ. You've got to see yourself in Christ. And then you've got to take your authority on a daily basis and speak your faith in Christ. There's no condemnation, especially those who are different levels or maybe baby Christians. You're learning these things. Oh, but my friend, don't run out of here and say, I can't do this! Because God loved you so much. He just wants you to ask for light. He just wants you to ask for understanding. And then when you get that light and understanding, He said, if you do my words, I'll manifest myself to you. Amen. Praise God. I said praise God. <laughs> uh, so let's go back to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse 5. Go back there real quickly. Did you hang on to that or did you let go? Heavenly places in Christ. That's the title of the show tonight. Verse 5, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. You are with Him, but you've got to see yourself with Him. You've got to believe it in your heart and speak it with your mouth. As Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, believe it in your heart, speak it with your mouth. That is faith. Believe it in your heart. Speak it with your mouth. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's not sitting up there looking down on you. You're seated with Him. We are seated with Christ. Romans 5.17. Okay. Are you holding on to your seat? Well, if you need to run, go ahead. 5.17, for if by one man's... Pastor Jay was talking about this. Use the scripture. Do you remember that? Uh, we can read it again over and over, can't we? For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive, there's faith, 
those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Receive the abundance, receive his righteousness, abundance of grace of whatever you need. You see, Christ lives inside of you. His healing, his preservation, peace of mind, whatever you need. And grace is simply that power that's working in you to bring it on the outside. So don't get caught up. Well, what's grace? Grace is what the power of God working in you. Bringing it from the in out. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So don't get caught up in all the terminology and the gift of righteousness. In other words, you're, you've been made free. Free from sin. He took your sin, you know. So stop wallowing in your sin. I mean, just take 1 John 1, 9 because he's faithful to forgive. You don't have to be forgiven of all the years that you've missed it. When you came in Christ, all those things were past. Now you're a new man in Christ. But if you miss it after you became a new man in Christ, you've, you can go to 1 John 1, 9. And he's faithful to forgive you. And you just get back up. Well, what if I sin again? Then you get back up. Well, what if I sin again? Then you get back up. And what if I sin again? Then you get back up. The devil wants you to believe that you can never get back up. And I've got news for him. I'm seated far above what he could ever imagine. I'm seated far above the devil. I'm seated far above all his imps. I'm seated far above his demonic activity. I'm not scared in the night when the devil goes, boo. Get a spit bath if you sit on the front row. <laughs> so when the bump and the uh, goes in the night, the bumps in the night, and the uh, you know, you get scared or fear or whatever, you remind the devil, "Hey, yes. I'm seated above all this, yes. and I'm sleeping." So shut up. Yes. And you may say, "But I'm I'm not quite there." That's okay. Okay. We're learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? You can follow my faith right now. That's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't get all discouraged. All right? You'll get there. No condemnation. But we ran in life. Now, in the Amplified, of verse 17, for if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's over flowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself. My friend, you're in right standing with God if you by faith receive it. It doesn't matter what you feel like. You could, you could feel like the lowest person ever, but you're right in his sight because we don't go by feelings. We go by what the word of God says. Now, listen to this. Reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And in the Weymouth translations, it says, Death made use of the one individual to seize the sovereignty. For if because of one man's trespasses, death made use of the one individual to seize the sovereignty. Pastor Jay brought this out on Sunday morning. We seize the, we are sovereign in Christ. Oh! 
You're saying you're in God. I say I'm in Christ. God is Christ. I'm in Him. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. That's the reality. I say to sickness and disease, it's got to leave. That's the sovereignty of God. God can't go against His Word. He gave us the faith. We've got to use it. In Psalm 138 verse 2, For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. He cannot go against His Word. He cannot push something off on us. You can leave here without, even though you had goosey pimples all over the place. Goosey bumps, whatever. You can leave here without if you choose not to use your faith that God gave you. Amen. Hallelujah. In Revelation 5, 9 and 10. Let's turn there real quick. Revelation 5. Verse 9, and they sang a new song. We ought to be singing this song. Songs of redemption, not songs of, Oh Lord, don't take the Holy Spirit away from me. I'd rather hear a mule bray at midnight in a tin barn. I'd rather just go watch a good John Wayne movie. I'm like Dr. Dufresne. I like John Wayne. Get his man. But if we speak our faith, we'll get wherever we need to. Actually, you'll find out you already have it in Christ. So they sang a song of redemption. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, have redeemed us to God by your blood, talking about Christ out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God. We shall reign on heaven. We shall reign in heaven. What? We shall reign someday. We shall reign on earth. That means now. We shall reign now. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Not his own down and out broken people. His special people who are seated in heavenly places. Let's give God something to shout about. I don't want God looking and saying, look at those, you know, those people are down and out. I sent my son that they might be able to be healed and full of life. But they're dragging around and, and they're crying and Well, when you first learn about what you have in Christ, you might be dragging a little bit, but eventually the redemption better catch up with you. So notify your face. God wants somebody to be happy about. special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into poverty and lack. That's how some preach it. Out of darkness.
spectacular, wonderful light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Yeah, God has somebody to be proud of. Who had not obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy. Do you need mercy tonight? He's got it for you. He's got it for you. So we use our authority. We receive Christ's authority when we are born again. We are made new creatures in Christ Jesus. We inherit the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. We reign in this authority as kings and priests. And we are commanded to use our authority, commanded, I said, to use our authority by faith in Jesus' name in order to resist the devil and all sickness, disease, oppression, and poverty that the devil trying to bring against us. Turn to 1 Peter 5 verse 8. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Are you happy now? God wants to look down at His church and get happy. They're actually doing my word. And He starts dancing. Sometimes I look at God up there. He's a faith God. I, I understand that. But sometimes I think He's got a hanky. They're so down and out. I mean, he wants something to shout about. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Seeking whom he can devour? Are you reading it? Seeking whom he may. Well, with me, he may not devour because I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. And if you want to know what to do to keep him from devouring you, resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him. In other words, say, sit, kitty. When my cat starts spazzing out, starts running around the house and wants to knock things off the table, I'll take her by the nap of the neck and throw her out. Well, not outside, out on the porch or up in the room or something like that. Yeah, I do. I didn't say I tortured her on the way, all right? I'm just not going to let her ransack my china. All right? I still feed her, you know. Resist him steadfast in what? Doubt and unbelief, begging. You go and you, oh, please, devil, please don't, don't, don't do that, please. That's what we've been taught to do. Have a fit when we don't get our way. Oh, please, mom, please, let me do that. Well, they need to spank you, then they need to teach you. Okay, I'm getting off subject, moving right along. We're talking about authority. If you didn't like that, come back next week, you'll like that message. Parents need to teach their children authority so that when they grow up, they actually know what it is. All right? Resist him. John 14, 13. We're going to 
We're almost through here. John 14, 13. And whatever you ask, or the Greek says demand, or require what is due, whatever you demand or require what is due in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. What is due? What we have through Christ in redemption. He's already paid the price for sickness and disease. He's already paid the price for soundness of mind. He's already paid the price for poverty and lack. So what's due? We command it, hey, turn around in Jesus' name. Symptoms, get out of here. Thoughts of oppression coming against your mind, get out of here. I'm not saying tell your best friend, get out of here. I'm saying use your uh, rights in Christ, your authority towards the devil, towards the thoughts, towards the sickness and disease. Speak your authority. Uh, and we're going to wrap up here, Matthew 28. Pastor was talking about this again on Sunday. Matthew 28. We're talking about authority has been delegated to us through Christ. Abraham and the patriarchs of faith, they looked and they wanted to partake of this authority. They saw it. They saw the promise. In verse 18, chapter 28, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That's right, Pastor Debbie, it's been given to God, so I've, I've got to wrench it, you know, I've got to ask and beg. Well, you need to read on. Verse 19, go therefore. Uh, they didn't take Jesus with them. They went in his name. They went in his stead. Now through the death, burial, and resurrection, we've been given authority in Christ. We're seated together with him with the same authority. How do you expect that we're seated together with him and we're not able to use his authority? Are we just up there taking space? No, we're reigning. We're ruling. And it's taking place on the earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. It is a command to live by faith. It's a sin. It's a sin to, <laughs> not to live by faith, it's a sin to speak doubt and unbelief. It's a sin to talk about what... I know I could never be healed. No, that's, that's contrary to the word of God because Jesus already took your sickness. Now, you, you learn how to line up your believing and your mouth and speak the right things. And just like we've used the illustration of these lights, okay, you can turn the lights on and then you get the benefit of the light. But you can turn them off and you're not getting the benefit. Our mouth turns on the healing power. You believe it, so you turn it on by saying it. Amen. Through Christ, I've been redeemed. Through Christ, I am healed and whole. Through Christ, I've been redeemed from poverty and lack. Well, why haven't I learned about this? Is this is some special church? No, it's the same Bible. This, I've got a Bible on here, okay? 
It's the same Bible. There are churches that are teaching this all across the world. But if you didn't grow up in one of them, I'm sorry. I'm still preaching the truth. Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. <laughs>